people get a base level of knowledge, they start working, and they're basically, their education stops. And they just kind of um, just take it from there. The problem with that is, one, you're not becoming an ultimate coach. You're just a regular coach, probably making a low amount because you're not providing anything special. Um, the second thing is, I feel like coaches get burnt out because they're like, well, I'm just doing the same thing, having the same conversations, seeing the same clients. I'm like, yeah, but that's on you because you stop learning. Hi, I'm Scott Schutte. And I'm Dr. Janine Steester. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach with the Jock and the Doc. We are here to disrupt some of the current thinking around how the fitness industry approaches clients. Our goal is to educate and inspire fitness professionals to get the results, income, hours, and career that they want and deserve. Our combined experience in education in psychology and fitness create a new insight on ways to become the ultimate coach. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I'm the Jock. This is the Doc. And today we're actually going to break down how to become the ultimate coach. And so a little bit of background. I spent most of my career learning and then doing and then seeing what worked from this. And this is what we're going to kind of dive in today. Now, a lot like our clients and their fitness journey, there is no destination. There's never a point where like, I got it all figured out, I can stop learning. This isn't ever evolving. There's always more people to learn from. There's more science out there that we're learning that's more legit today. Well, actually legit would probably be the better way to put it. Um, but just, just to reinforce how to do this. And we also have to be careful of just the learning side too, because we just got back from a conference and there's a guy talking about there, it's like, okay, I don't like barbell back squats, we should be doing all unilateral training. I thought it was a good talk. There's some exercise he talked about that I actually started implementing more in my training program. Does that mean I cut out all the back squats? No, it's not. And that's one thing that uh, you have to watch as a, as a young trainer too. You get someone that's speaking to you that is a, you know, professional in the career and they're, they have a big name and a big following and a big presence and they're very confident in what they're saying and they're like, this is the way. There's so many ways, so many different ways. You gotta figure out how to you know, use this with your clients. And so this, this kind of this model of learning, doing, seeing what worked, and then just over time, you get to create your own model that you know that works for you. Yeah, and so really being the ultimate coach is knowing that you don't know it all um, and constantly going after more and also recognizing what you knew before might not be what you should know now or do. And to Scott's point, science changes, the information that we have evolves. And interestingly, I think in the fitness industry, there's a lot of facets that just haven't been explored um, as much as we think. Or what's happened is we've taken professional athlete data and translate it to the general population. And, um, you know, hopefully it it doesn't need to be said, but some of that activity shouldn't be done with your 80-year-old that's um, working on um, just general mobility some of it at least. So my point is is that you have to think about where the information comes from and then who you're using it with. So Scott pointed out he likes to get information and then go use it. But again, is that information appropriate for the client that you're using? He's not using it with everybody blatantly. It's based on like this really works for this type of client. This other client I would never do that with. Um, It's not good for their stability and there's some other risks there or it's just not what they need. So part of it is get information and then differentiate where you need to use it and can use it. 
The other thing is, is that, as Scott mentioned, he likes to learn and do, learn and do. A big part of this is figuring out how you learn the best. Are you an auditory learner? Do you like to hear the information? Is podcast your jam and you hear it and you process it that way? Are you somebody that likes to um, take notes, more kinesthetic, where you just have to physically say, okay, I heard this, I'm gonna take notes, and then I look back at it. Or even just taking the notes helps you retain it. And then, um, and then how quickly can you put it into practice? There's so many times where people go and they learn something that's really interesting, but if you don't make the time or the priority to actually use it shortly thereafter, sometimes we can kind of lose that information. And then another way that we don't talk about a lot with learning is find a, um, who's in your circle that's a good compliment to you in learning? So I always enjoy going to conferences with Scott in the sense that we're both hearing the same information, but the way that he's processing it and the way that I process it, I like to think in models and pictures and connect the dots and then kind of funnel down. Um, where Scott doesn't. <laughs> and so sometimes by the fact that he doesn't, it allows me to more quicker digest it if he and I can just talk through it. And other times I'm like, oh, we heard these four things. Look how they fit together. And he's like, that's nice. You use it and, I, and I'll think about it. But my point is, is that it, it's a compliment on the way that we learn and, and the way that we talk. And we all have people and, um, in our lives that we can do that with. So even if you're going out to learn or you heard that podcast or watch that webinar, who can you share it with? How can you execute and use it? So that helps you and then also allows you to tweak things and understand things better. Yeah, and going back to what she's talking about, like figuring out the way to learn, I love being in front of people and learning hands-on. And so, you know, I've found people, there's Dr. Ben House who has a retreat down in Costa Rica where I've learned with other fitness professionals. There's um, Dr. Serrano in Columbus, Ohio. There's Dr. Destin Nelson. Like, these guys will let me be around them, watch them work, learn from them. Um, I also like going to conferences. The conferences are nice because you get a little taste of what everyone's about and then you can go a little bit deeper on like what they're, what they're really about. And then it's also nice because like I'm a big Huberman podcast. I like watching his stuff uh, on YouTube and, and that's nice because I can do it every day and break down a little bit of time with that. So it, it's, it's figuring out the way that you learn and getting a lot of different sources too. Because like the, the guys I mentioned before, like one's a PhD, one's an MD, one's a Chinese med doc. And so where are the, where's the overlap for these guys? And where can I get different nuggets for them to, to really figure out my own model? Because I don't want to be just like anyone else and probably wouldn't work out well anyway, just personality-wise, motivator-wise, and even like expert-wise, these guys are doctors. Um, but also taking pieces from that that make me a better coach. And then again, well, this whole model of I'm constantly learning and then I'm constantly applying that and I'm seeing what consistently works. And what you also pointed out is figuring out the right person to use it on. It's super important. And also apply, when you're thinking about your learning, also apply some of the same advice concepts you'd give your clients. Is not like looking at every single nutrition plan out there, not looking at every single um, uh, change, behavior change model or physical activity. Focus on a few things and see what works and what doesn't. And so it's really easy to go to every learning opportunity or try to get every podcast in or talk to everybody under the sun. But if you're not thoughtful and planful about how to do that, you're getting a lot of information, but you're not able to actually own that information, retain that information. And then therefore, when you go to use it, it'll either, either be kind of sloppy and inaccurate 
Um, or again, you won't even remember all the parts and they integrate. So it's really important to think about be a constant learner, but also do it in, in, in enough chunks that you can actually use it and it's applicable to what you're doing as opposed to just thinking you have to learn everything all the time to be an expert. I see this a lot in this industry and it's probably in most industries where people get a base level of knowledge, they start working and they're basically, their education stops and they just kind of um, just take it from there. The problem with that is, one, you're not becoming an ultimate coach, you're just a regular coach, probably making a low amount because you're not providing anything special. Um, the second thing is, I feel like coaches get burnt out because they're like, well, I'm just doing the same thing, having the same conversations, seeing the same clients. I'm like, yeah, but that's on you because you stopped learning. So to continuously learn, one, that's going to make you more valuable so you can make more, and two, it's just going to keep you more engaged. Um, the other part of this too is, it's amazing, almost every week I get someone hit me up on how to get more clients or do Facebook leads. It's all this like business marketing side. And although that is a, an important part of the business that you need to learn at some point, but you need to be a good coach first. And, and so many people get into this, they get their base level and they're like, all right, I need to be a, I need as many clients as possible. Well, there's a good saying, it's like you only sell shit once. I mean, because if you don't have a good product and you're the greatest marker out there, you might be able to sell it, but like, if you don't have the reputation to back it up of having good training, like it's not going to be a long, um, successful career. And the reason I believe I am very successful in this career is because the first big part of my training career was just focusing on education. Like any of the extra money that we had for our business was back into more education, more education, more education. And now we're so far ahead of any other trainers around, like we get tons of people from that. So I don't have to do a lot of paid marketing stuff. We just have a good reputation and that's ultimately where you want to be at. Yeah. And I think too that, um, and think about how that applies to your clients directly. If you're, if you're constantly chasing the, um, retention game or the, the new clients in and out type of thing, that's a lot of effort on your part. It's probably not why you got into the field is to chase down more clients and deal with turnover. So why do clients leave? Of course, there's a ton of reasons, but sometimes too, it's if you stop learning, there's a tendency to be like, no, we don't do that, or you don't need to do that, or this is my program. Well, why? Or how come I can't do this? Or why does this hurt? Yeah, I don't know. You know, as we get older, things start to hurt. Or we have these phrases that aren't saying to the client, I'm listening, and I have value add, and I can support. So after a while, when clients feel like there's no more growth, no more newness, they're not feeling overall better than they were you know, last year, the year before, nothing's changing, it's very easy to be like, okay, I've run the course of this trainer or this facility. And you don't want to be that person. You want to be that person that they feel like, wow, you are always just growing with them, learning, um, asking good questions, um, investigating things and coming back and saying, hey, you talked about this last time. I looked into this. This is sort of what I'm seeing. And here's some things to think about. Wow, if somebody's doing that, that I'm paying to work with me and they're coming back every time, having processed that and it's clear that they're still learning, I'm much more interested in staying with them um, because I'm getting all this information, like I said, social media, internet, and if my, my fitness coach, my personal trainer doesn't seem to even know what I'm talking about or help me even say like, yeah, I've seen that, but that's actually not accurate or not safe or um, I have some concerns about that for you for the variety of reasons. And if they're like, yeah, I don't know, like we, we know muscle movements, we know this, and we're just gonna, 
that sends a very different message. I actually had a client come up to me once, he was working with a different coach, and like, that coach is dumb. And he wasn't a dumb coach, he knew the training side, but she asked him a nutrition question, he had no clue what to talk about. So that right there, she didn't want to work with him anymore, just because he couldn't have a basic understanding of this nutrition model. So just to recap, um, to become the ultimate coach, it's this constant learning, doing, modifying, and then repeat. Um, so, you know, we're, we're at the beginning of the year. I want you to start thinking of this as like your, your fitness journey of like, okay, I'm going to map out what I'm going to do for the year. Like what conferences are there to go to? Um, what people can I reach out to? Like we would call, when I say we, my business partner Nate and I, we would call uh, fitness professionals all over the world. Like how much does it cost to talk to you for an hour? And we would do, we would talk with people about their business, uh, how they're working with clients, just you know, when we're setting up the gym equipment, it's amazing how much value you can get. So, so invest in that for you, and it will pay back huge for you in the long run. So, till next time.